0: Forensic investigations to miscarriages of justice, What's the Story Crime is the home for all true crime fans who want bingeable, addictive, crime based content.
1: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile.
0: They also make lots of other great content, which I think you might like. Why not sign up for What's the Story Crime? On there, you'll find series, including The Missing, completely ad-free, as well as bonus content, and even entire series you can't hear elsewhere. Signing up is super easy, Just search for What's the Story Crime in Apple Podcasts or follow the link in our show notes to get access on whatever platform you prefer to listen on. All the information is also available on www.whatsthestorysounds.com forward slash crime. They say a picture speaks a thousand words and in a missing person's case, even more so. An age-progressed image is a powerful tool, bringing a missing person seen long ago back into sharp focus. When someone has been gone for a long time, particularly someone who goes missing as a child, a photograph that was of vital importance in the first weeks and months of searching becomes less and less useful as the years pass. As people age, their faces change And that image that was reproduced over and over on posters, flyers and milk cartons is no longer accurate. And so age progressed reconstructions with their extremely high degree of accuracy are vital. People not seen for decades are suddenly re-envisioned and parents can get a glimpse of what their child may have looked like. But in the case of Mary Boyle, a six-year-old girl who went missing from her grandparents' farm in 1977. There's no need for this technological intervention. Mary's family and the authorities tasked with finding her didn't have to guess what she might have looked like 10, 20 or 30 years down the line. All they needed to do was to look into the eyes of her identical twin sister. I'm Pandora Sykes and you're listening to The Missing a podcast series produced by What's the Story Sounds and brought to you with help from the charities Missing People and Locate International. They believe that all of the cases in this series could still be solved. This is The
4: Missing, Mary Boyle. We were identical. They did tests when we were born. They said that we were identical in every way. That's Anne. Mary's twin sister. My uncle Michael uh, brought me out searching. I didn't know at the time that I was going out searching. It was, it was we'll go out and look for Mary. But when we got so far, he turned around and he put his hand in his pocket and he said he'd a uh, garage torch. I said I would bring it back.
0: It was March 1977. Anne's sister Mary had been missing for days, vanishing from her grandparents' farm in Donegal and setting in motion one of the largest search operations that Ireland had ever seen. Anne accompanied her uncle, walking with him to a spot about five minutes away from the farmhouse. She was under the impression that she was helping with the search,
4: and she was, just not in the way that she thought. Now what I didn't realize they were getting me to do a reconstruction, but they weren't telling me there was reconstruction.
0: Unbeknownst to young Anne, as she walked back to return the torch, Anne passed under the watchful gaze of police, family members and volunteers. They observed the route she took back to the farmhouse with rapt attention, hoping it might tell them something, anything, about what had happened to her sister. Like most twins, Mary and Anne would often take advantage of the fact that outside of their immediate family, People struggled to tell them apart. Although Anne could have never anticipated having to step into her sister's shoes for something like this.
4: There was a woman up the road and she'd say, Now I can tell you apart. And we said, Mary would go and change clothes to confuse her.
0: Mary and Anne were born in Birmingham in 1970. Their parents, Anne and Charlie, were both Irish, and the family moved back home when the girls were two, and their older brother Paddy was three. They first settled in
4: Owey, an island off the coast of West County Donegal. It was a very small island. Now, the, like, it, there would have been a lot more in my father's time, but uh, we were one of the last to be leaving it, so there were very few left in the island when we lived in it. There would have been maybe three four other families.
0: Regular trips to the mainland for school and shopping were undertaken using a small
4: traditional Irish boat called a Curra. Dad was a fisherman, and if he wasn't fishing, he would work in a fish factory in Kilibegs. And Mum would have had different jobs, like she would have minded school teachers, kids, she was a housekeeper for a priest, she did did different jobs at different times. The family moved a number of times in the early years of the girls' lives,
0: eventually settling in King Castler a small picturesque seaside village that's perhaps best known as the birthplace of Irish singer Daniel O'Donnell.
4: It was a very safe place to live, like, and we would go out and play and, you know, what was... Everyone knew everyone kind of thing, do you know what I mean, that you knew all your neighbours.
0: Anne and Mary spent every waking moment together. They loved being twins.
4: Mary used to do the talking for the two of us so I always felt I had someone there to protect me and to help me when I needed it Like, and like Mary was, you know, she was feisty she wouldn't take nonsense from anyone so, you know, if someone was doing wrong she'd be the one that would say stop The sisters attended
0: Belkrich School in Kincasla which they loved It was a small building, no
4: more than two to three rooms with a total
0: of 70 pupils
4: we would always been well-behaved in school, like we would... Um, I remember one time a uh, key came round, which would be an inspector, and like we were able to read the word breakfast, which I know that's nothing now, but we were only young at the time. And the whole class got sweets because we were able to read this word.
0: Anne can count on one hand the number of arguments she had with her sister.
4: I can't remember now what we fell out about, but the headmaster thought it would be a wild punishment to tie our two hairs together, the two ponytails. So we thought this was hilarious and we started laughing. And we made up fairly quickly. We came out of school, run and tell mum "Oh, he thought he was punishing us, but it wasn't a punishment.
0: The Boyles were a tight family unit. The siblings spent their days chasing each other across the fields and mountains of Kincassler while their parents worked. In the evenings, the family would congregate in front of the television.
4: you would always watch the news, but I think we used to always watch *Carnation Street* too.
0: The Boyle children were very fond of their grandparents, Lizzie and Patrick Gallagher, and the family would frequently make the hour-long drive to the farm in Cashelard
4: to see them. My grandad spoiled us rotten, like so we used, to, especially being twins. He spoiled us rotten, so we used to love going to see them. He just was that proud of us and, you know, when anyone would come in, he'd wake them up to show the twins, even though we would be sleeping, kind of thing. He'd say, any visitors would have to see the twins and, like, he was just good to us, like, he would, you know, give us sweets or crisps or, he was very good, like.
0: The grandparents' farm was a humble operation, with a few cattle and a handful of chickens.
4: I know they had a good few acres at the time, but it wasn't good land. You know, it was just a normal kind of -of run-of-the-mill farm, really. They had a turf shed down the lane, and, you know, it was just a normal run-of-the-mill farm. In March 1997, the family made their usual trip up to Cashelard. We went up on St Patrick's Day because um, 11 years previous... In 1966, my uncle was killed on St. Patrick's night. He crashed the tractor St. Patrick's night. So his anniversary was on, so we went up for his anniversary mass. We weren't actually supposed to stay, but we ended up staying the night.
0: Anne remembers leaving the chapel after mass and going to the market stalls in the nearby village of Belleek.
4: The only thing I can remember is that we went to the market and we were wanting to get these one mil toys, and um, we couldn't get them because there was two to be gotten. That would have been too dear getting the two.
0: As parents of six-year-old twins, will no doubt attest: when it comes to gifts, you're either buying two of something or you're buying
4: nothing. We came back to the grandparents' house after, and I think we were still meant to go home, and we decided then we'd stayed the night. You know, I think that we had just, you know, gone for a visit, but we were, I don't think we'd intended to stay. And then we just, you know, got too late and we said, you know what, we'll just stay.
0: The following day, the extended Boyle family, which included Mary's aunt and uncle, Eva and Jerry, as well as their kids, Jared and Gregory,
4: ate dinner together in the farmhouse. The whole family would have had dinner together like the... The adults probably would be at one table and the kids maybe at another table. They finished their meal at around 2.30, 3 o'clock. I remembered that after dinner, um, myself and my brother was going out to play and we asked Mary, was she coming out? And she said no, she was staying in to help mum with the dishes. It was the last
0: time Anne would ever see her twin alive. She along with her brother and their two cousins kicked and chased a football around the yard for the better part of an hour
4: until Anne the twins mother poked her head out of the door my grandfather kept saying to my mother uh, check the kids she'd said they're all right and hear them playing but she came out to ask us we were over at the side of the house and um, she asked us had we seen Mary and we said we hadn't seen her since dinner
0: Anne immediately began calling out to her daughter. She did a few laps of the farmhouse before panic set in and she rushed back to the house to tell the family that Mary was missing.
4: Everyone went in different directions.
0: The terrain in Cachelard was quite varied. There was bogland, a forest, and two lakes, not to mention the mountains. All places where a young child could conceivably lose themselves. The twins' mother jumped in the car and drove down to the lake, where she crossed paths with a man named PJ and his companion.
4: He was fishing in the lake, and my mother went round with the car and asked had they seen a little girl, and they said they hadn't. So at the time, there was no phones or, you know, there wasn't. It's not like nowadays where there was a load of phones. There was only... So they said they would drive into Ballyshannon and alert the guards.
0: After the initial search turned up nothing, the family reconvened at the house. It was now about 4pm and the sky was darkening. It was at this point that Jerry, the twin's uncle, informed the family that after
4: dinner Mary had followed him while he was running a quick errand. He was returning the ladder to a neighbour's house and she followed him. And then he said that they came to water and Mary was scared of water that she wouldn't go through the water, so she turned round and went back to the house, but she never made it back to the house.
0: The neighbour's house
4: in question was only a five-minute walk away from Lizzie and Patrick's farm. It would just have been a, a couple of fields. You would see the roof of one house from the other house. After Mary had reached the puddle in the path and decided to turn back,
0: Jerry carried on with the ladder to the neighbour's house, where he spent roughly 30 minutes chatting before returning to the farm. Not long after, Anne noticed that her daughter was missing.
4: We knew that something bad was happening, that there was no sign of Mary, but like we, I thought she'd be found in known at the time.
0: Whilst the family conducted their increasingly frantic search of the surrounding area, Anne and the rest of the children were brought to the uncle's house nearby in an effort to insulate them from the panicked environment of the farmhouse.
4: The whole thing was scary because, like, you went from just being yourselves and then there was people everywhere, like, so it was was scary as a child, it was. you know when you were kind of, what's going on here?
0: As the hours rolled by, tensions escalated. For Anne, the whole
4: thing felt surreal. Her sister was not the type of child to wander off on her own. She was a very thoughtful kind of person, do you know what I mean? And she would always tell you where she was, kind of thing. By 6pm, the police, having been informed
0: of the situation by PJ the fisherman, had arrived. Family members were questioned, and the guardie quickly called in reinforcements to search for Mary, who was last seen wearing a
4: hand-knitted lilac cardigan, brown jeans and black Wellington boots. There was a, a drama festival on, on Ballyshannon and it was announced at the festival about a little girl being missing and uh, people landed out after the festival to help. Like, they came from everywhere. They came from Kincasla, you know, and those busloads came from Ca- Kincasla to help. They came from everywhere to help in the church. By 10pm that night, there were a couple of hundred people
0: scouring the area. Dozens of torch beams cut through the darkness as the Boyle family the Gardaí and the people of Ballyshannon searched high and low for Mary. The hunt continued until the early hours of that morning on the first night. And over the course of the next few weeks, the search efforts scaled up.
4: There's a lake, I'd say it's about a mile and a half away from the house, Lake Columkill. Now it could be slightly more, but I know what's behind the house anyway. And um, they drained that. That's where the men was fishing. The search
0: of the lake was inevitable, an obvious theory for police to lean towards. But with Mary's terror of water, the family couldn't believe she'd have ventured anywhere near the lake. Soldiers from a nearby army base, along with a helicopter, were brought in to help cover more ground. They fired flares into the sky to allow the search to continue after nightfall. Anne's mother appeared on the news, imploring anyone with information to come forward. Days passed, and what was intended to be a one-night stay for the Boyles at their grandparents' farm
4: soon ballooned into weeks. We ended up going to school with, with the cousins. They were very kind, like, but yeah, people would look out for you kind of after it. And, yeah, People were very good now, to be fair.
0: As well as acting as a stand-in for her sister during the police's reconstruction of her last known movements, Anne was also asked to help the
4: search in less conventional ways. They went to Belfast one time to see some kind of psychic and I was brought with them to see the psychic, you know, different things like that.
0: Anne and her brother spent that extended stay in Cashelard
4: walking on eggshells. I know that um, myself and the brother kind of used to talk and code. Instead of saying Mary, we'd say, you know, the one that used to be here... Mum said to us then one day, Why are you speaking that way? And we thought we were upsetting her by talking about Mary, so we were coming up with our own language. I know would you know, with, you know not, uh, not to hurt her, but we were probably hurting her more.
0: By early May, about six weeks after Mary's disappearance, the family made the
3: heartbreaking decision to leave the farm and return home.
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
3: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Anne remembers that drive back to King Kassler in her dad's blue Toyota Corina like it was yesterday.
4: We were all saying Mary should be with us like him. It was very hard to drive away, very, very hard. You know, like, we did keep going back, but it was very hard to do. Mary's absence was felt across every inch of the family home. It changed everything in the house. For starters, everywhere I went, I used to be holding on to Mum's hand, scared that someone was coming for me. Everyone's life changed to know that you had to try and make a life for yourself without Mary but not forget Mary either like you're always thinking of her so
0: the trauma Anne endured at the loss of her twin manifested in unexpected
4: ways once I went back to school my handwriting deteriorated altogether like I couldn't join nothing I was just scribbled like a child completely you know that Just say someone learning to write. I'd have big letters. The handwriting went backwards, all right, yeah. Anne was clearly in need of professional support. But this
0: was Ireland in the 1970s, and the idea that she might need to speak to someone about what had happened to her sister was never even suggested. Instead, she and the rest of her family had to find their own ways to navigate through a world without Mary, and wrestle with the complex emotional void only those who have experienced the disappearance of a loved one can truly understand. Anne's parents still made regular trips back to the farm, but as the weeks and months went by, the search wound down. There was no lack of rumours about what may have happened to Mary, however. A mysterious red Volkswagen was supposedly spotted near the lake on the day of Mary's disappearance. No one local to the area owned a car fitting that description. Could the driver of this vehicle have been involved in Mary's disappearance? Theories became increasingly salacious rather than logical. It was suggested that a local traveller family could be responsible, a theory born out of prejudice rather than any available evidence, or, perhaps, a paedophile ring, whose very existence was theoretical at best. It was even posited that Mary had been abducted and murdered by Robert Black, a notorious British child killer who was active in the UK and Ireland around the time of Mary's disappearance. But that too was a red herring. All of these amounted to nothing more than stories and Chinese whispers, and there was nothing concrete for police to pursue. Robert
4: Black was totally ruled out.
0: You can hear the frustration in Anne's voice when these theories are put to her. And who could blame her? First and foremost, there's no substantial evidence supporting any of them. Secondly, Anne has believed for quite some time that she knows what
4: happened to her sister. I think somebody known to Mary had something to do with Mary's disappearance. It's at this point that the story gets complicated.
0: Anne's theory is based on alleged conversations between other members of the extended Boyle family in which it was supposedly revealed that someone was involved in her disappearance. Someone with powerful friends who had the political clout to fend off any criminal investigation. Whether or not the conversation that sparked this development ever occurred is a point of contention in the Boyle family to this day. It's worth noting that no evidence has ever been presented to suggest that this person who, for legal reasons we can't name, had a hand in Mary's disappearance. But we can still
4: explore it without getting into specifics. I've gone over and over in my own head, and I can't come to another conclusion. But if somebody came up with a different conclusion, I would be willing to listen to them. But I just can't come up with one in my own head.
0: It's Anne's belief that taking into account the very brief window in which her sister would have been on her own, that it's highly unlikely a stranger is responsible for her disappearance. She also believes that given the length and breadth of the search for her sister, the idea that she died in an accident is equally unlikely. Anne feels that all signs point towards a familiar
4: face being the culprit. I reckon that they probably tried to do something that Mary wouldn't have been happy about and Mary had said she was going to tell.
0: Anne thinks her sister was the victim of a sexual assault and was murdered to ensure her silence.
4: I can't come up with another conclusion. Like, I've tried, and believe me, I would rather if I could come up with another conclusion, but I can't. It would be easier all round for us if something different had happened, Mary. Because nobody wants that, do you know what I mean? That, but I can't come up with another conclusion.
0: Anne's visits to the site of her sister's disappearance in recent years have only served to strengthen her resolve. Her grandparents have passed on, and the old farmhouse is now derelict. She experienced that sensation familiar to many of us who visit a place from our childhood and
4: see it through adult eyes for the first time. You see, at six, I thought it was a huge mountain, but looking at it now, it's not a huge mountain.
0: The difference in opinion about what happened to Mary caused a rift between Anne and her mother. For over three years, the two didn't speak. Allegations that Anne knew the identity of her daughter's killer, but was doing nothing, resulted in her receiving death threats and having her neighbours shun her. Mary's mother has previously told the media that she does not believe that there is any evidence to support the theory that the person known to the family is responsible. Instead, she has
4: previously said that she thinks Mary wandered off alone or was abducted. She thought one thing and I thought a Like, but she's entitled to her own opinion too, but we just weren't on the same page. It was very hard, now it was very very hard because I know she's been through the mill herself Like, and you know no one wants to stop talking to their parents or to the mother it would have been nice if we could have worked together to solve this but it wasn't to be so
0: Thankfully mother and daughter have since reopened lines of communication
4: It was my granddaughter's communion and we would have been all there together and we just decided that we it had gone on too long, and we just start talking again. They still agree to disagree, but as Anne says, there is no point falling out over it; it's not serving no purpose whatsoever. Anne and several members of the Boyle
0: family have expressed their displeasure with the Gardaí's handling of Mary's case over the years. A review of the case was carried out by the Gardaí's cold case unit in 2016. But no new information came to light. Frustrated with the lack of progress, members of the Boyle family gathered 10,000 signatures and staged a protest, petitioning Donegal County Coroner Dr. Dennis McCauley to open an inquest into Mary's disappearance.
4: If you have the inquest, everyone that was present on the day would have to be interviewed. You mightn't be able to ask questions, but it will give you a chance to see what everyone was saying. An inquest is an official public inquiry, led by a coroner, and in
0: some cases involving a jury, into the circumstances of a sudden, unexplained or violent death. There's a number of obstacles in the way of the inquest for Mary, the main one being the fact that Mary is still classified as missing rather than deceased. Mary's mother Anne is reported to have told the press that she still believes her daughter is alive and therefore feels an inquest is fundamentally unnecessary. The disappearance of Mary Boyle is the longest-running missing person inquiry in Irish history. For almost as long as she's been alive, Anne has been known first and foremost as the twin left behind. One half of a whole. It's something she has understandably complex
4: feelings about. It doesn't as such annoy me, but I'd be very careful who I tell sometimes. Like if I start something new, a new job, it'd take me a long time before I say to people, Mary's my twin kind of thing, do you know what I mean? That I get to know them first as me, and then I would tell them. I wanted to be, not be me for a while, that's wrong to say it. I wanted to make sure I could trust people before I would tell them that.
0: 45 years after the fact, Anne thinks the chances of finding her
4: sister alive are slim. I'm pretty certain something bad has happened and I think the best we can hope for is to find her body and give her a decent Christian burial that she deserves.
0: Do you know anything that could provide Anne and her family with the closure they
4: so desperately need? It says, would they please come forward whatever little bit of information they have and put an end to this torture? Because that's what it is, a torture of not knowing where she is or, you know, if we had a grave to visit, it's not enough. You know, most people wouldn't want a grave, but if you have, you know, because a grave is final, but we have nothing. I want a grave, to be able to go to a grave and talk to Mary. Like, I talk to her all the time in my head, but do you know what I mean? I want to, somewhere where I can go and pray. Like, I can bury her down beside my dad. Like I don't really think it's too much to ask for her to have her buried in a family grave.
0: In many cases, it takes just one piece of information to lead police or family to the answers they crave. If you know what happened to Mary, your information could be vital. Even if you've never heard of Mary Boyle before listening to this episode, you could still help. Visit our website, themissingpodcast.org, where you'll find more information on this and every other case we featured in the series. There's also links where you can share vital information on these cases with the experts at Locate International. They've set up a team to investigate these cases and explore any information that comes in. The series is also made with the help of missing people who work tirelessly to support the families of the missing. Their helpline is open to offer support and advice if you've been affected by anything in this episode. You can reach them by calling or texting 116000 or by emailing them at 000 at missingpeople.org.uk. We can't say this enough. It takes just one person with the right information to solve any of the cases in this series. Anne hopes that the information will soon arrive to solve this one. The Missing is a What's the Story original podcast series. It's presented by me, Pandora Sykes. The episodes are produced and edited by Jack O'Kennedy. The executive producers for What's the Story Sounds are Daryl Brown and Sophie Ellis.
2: Planning for your next trip?
0: This season, we're launching a new episode of The Missing every week. But if you don't want to wait, you can listen to them exclusively on What's the Story Crime. Just search for What's the Story Crime in Apple Podcasts or follow the link in our show notes to get access on whatever platform you prefer to listen on. All the information is also available on www.whatsthestorysounds.com forward slash crime.